How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey guys, on today's podcast, we have a woman named Eden Alpert. Oh, by the way, my name is Lisa Stanley, your renta yenta. Uh, she's my friend and one of the owners of a really cool place called Vibrato, a jazz supper club in Bel Air that many famous people not only eat at, but perform as well. Along with her famous jazz musician dad, Herb Alpert. They partner up and have created a really cool place. You'll hear all about it. Hi, Eden. Hi, Lisa. Thank you for coming and doing my podcast. Thank you for having me. We're two yentas, Crystal, in one room. It's going to be difficult, but try to try to put up with I'll us. I'll try my best, okay? <laughs> All right, let's start with uh, telling everybody, look, you and I have known each other since, uh, I don't know, how long? It's been a long time. We kind of grew up together. Uh, we both went to Beverly High, different times. She's younger. Okay, I said it. <laughs> uh, you, were, you were born in BH and adopted, uh, which I have to tell you, I didn't really know that until maybe maybe like 10 years ago probably because was I, that a secret it's in not a secret it's just oh by the way i'm adopted is that what you say to people hi my name's eden i'm adopted i don't know so, i might no, i don't know <laughs> you know i think back then i i just wasn't bragging about it you just they're my family i was adopted at birth you know as an infant and um it, i think you get you become more proud about it the older you get and when, you don't know your biological uh, I do family, know my do you? Biological mother, but we don't really talk. Right, you don't have a relationship Not anymore. No. Did Did your dad and mom know the biological mom? No, no. Okay, no. we found her in about three weeks, so it was a very simple process. It's a lot you easier. Hired than, somebody to yeah. do it, mm-hmm. and then and you she found lived her? in Woodland Hills, ironically. And. And was she shocked when she heard from you? She had been wanting to hear from me. So it was, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those feelings, you know, when you're, when you're either breaking up with someone or you're really nervous and you make a phone call. Yeah. And you say, my name's Eden. I was born on this date. And then they know. Right, right away. away. They of kind course. of coach you how to well, do how that. Well, how could they not? <clears throat> right? Exactly. So we'll tell everybody now. Let's get it over with. She was adopted uh, uh, by a wonderful man named Herb Alpert. Oh. Uh, you might you might know that name. He's a, a very famous jazz musician, uh, an unbelievable philanthropist, and there's just so much uh, in your family with the philanthropy. And you guys, I mean, the dad makes a crap load of money, but he gives a crap crap load back. Uh, right? That's a good way to say it. I mean, it's really true. Yeah. He he gives back everything and then more. Uh, it just uh, really you you grew up really in a cool family. And what age did you learn you were adopted? Well, I learned from the day I could talk. My mom would play a game with me and say, who's special? And I'd say, Eden. Who's loved? Eden. Who's chosen? Eden. Who do you love? Mom and dad. So it was a, this oh, process that they... Oh, that's kind of a they, cool way to do yeah, it. Yeah. And then they'd say, you know, when, who's chosen? Who's adopted? Who's, you know, I'm a chosen child. So I was actually picked and chosen. And, you know, they say you don't get to pick who your family is. Yeah, well, but you... 
picked yeah. or they or picked, they picked you. me exactly exactly and so that's how they told you by playing the game mm-hmm. that is a great way if anyone's listening out there that uh has an adopted child or is getting ready to adopt what a great way i think to do it without any kind of friction on yeah. either side i agree and it w- and when you're that young and you're learning about that you don't learn, understand right? it when somebody says well you know, I didn't give birth to you or you go through the process. That's confusing very young. Yeah. But to play this game and to know you're chosen and you're special and it's, it, it, it really helped me understand it. Yeah, I'm sure. It I'll did. never forget it. too. When did you learn that your dad was uh, Herb Alpert? I mean, oh my gosh, that's a good question. I have no idea. I mean, <laughs> my whole life, all I know knew was I had a dad who wasn't around because he was the year I was born was the year he really became huge 1966 was a huge year Ooh, I just gave that away didn't I (laughs) was that when whipped cream came out I you know I wish I knew the years but I think it's around there right that year was like huge I think it was bigger than the Beatles then and you know on the charts many many songs on many weeks yeah 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 so that's so interesting though that you uh that you didn't know, like, the difference from your dad. You know, like, some people, like, didn't you see him on TV and say, Mom, why is Dad on TV? I, I think I was too young. And or I listening think, in a car to the yeah, music on the radio. I think I didn't care. You know, life was chaotic then. It was different. You know, and when you're so young, um, I just knew he was my dad. Yeah. You know, and I knew that he was on the road a lot. I probably didn't understand all that until I was about five or six. And then, even then, you don't know, you know, celebrity kids nowadays, I don't know if they really get it because a lot of the celebrities keep their kids out of the limelight. Yeah, that is very for a good true. reason. Uh, in fact, well, other than the Kardashians, I think all their children know what goes on around there. <laughs> I, you know, I think just, they're born knowing. I think they come out of the womb they like They come that. out of the vajayjay <laughs> knowing. They do. Okay. They do. Um, so you were adopted uh, by yourself. No other siblings adopted with you. Correct. But you do have siblings. I do have siblings. I have an older brother that's from my dad and my mom they were high school sweethearts they divorced when i was about two or three and um my brother and i are you know we're, we're close we're, he just lives in laguna i live up here so we don't see each other much and then i have a half sister that i'm really close with that's from my dad and lonnie hall right his Alpert. his wife yeah. yes mm-hmm. yes um that's and we're true. very close and i love your sister we and love she's my crazy sister she's crazy we love crazy but i do love her <laughs> she's crazy and she, has, and she says the f word a lot i love that and i love her. it too because I you know what that. i can't say it on here but i would yes, love you it. Can. oh so you know fuck is her favorite there you word go. And that's my favorite word. And if I can't fucking say it, I'm not happy. <laughs> it's like therapy. It's really, it really is true. And I already have an E rating on this, so who cares? Okay. <laughs> I have no idea what E rating means, but it's not F. Explicit. Oh, okay, good. As you can imagine, I love explicit. I can't function without explicit. She wants to do a reality show that will literally has to be on like a Netflix or an Amazon because. She's like, I won't do a show based on what they've done with this farm. Well, HBO does allows you to say terrible words. Believe me, I'm watching this show called Succession, uh-huh. and the words that come out of their mouth, I'm even shocked, and I have a sailor mouth, so yep. it's pretty It's pretty Beverly shocking. Hills, sailor mouth girls, and yeah, it's bad. Haven't you learned your lesson with reality shows below the deck? Well, no, no, no. Oh, 
Really? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's not me. It's it, we want. You know, it's like Malibu to farm girl. You know what they're doing in Hillsburg is so unique. But she talks about her fucking life as a mom with two kids and having a fucking farm, and it's she not fucking easy. And, and that's yeah, her Instagrams. <clears throat> Aria Alpert and Johnny. If anyone wants to follow her, are fucking hysterical. They really are. I mean, and it's everyone true. can relate to them because the people who say they don't swear, they really want to. It's like the people who don't have sex. Like, oh, I don't do that. I don't do that. And I'm yeah, like, wait, you never to. masturbated? <laughs> what? <laughs> Just saying. Exactly. You want me to get dirty, girl? Bring I it like on. It. Oh, I like it. All right. So uh, when you were little, like you mentioned, your dad was on tour. Did you ever go with him or watch him perform anywhere? I did. Um, one of the main ones that I remember is they took me on tour to Canada. And my dad sang my favorite song to me from stage. And I don't remember if it was Ontario or What's what What's your favorite song? It- you see this guy's in love with you. Aww. So I always thought it was my song <laughs> for me. And it might have been when it, he was singing it to you. At that point, it probably was because he wasn't with but my who mom. Who did he write it for? Well, he didn't write it. So oh. Burt Backrock wrote oh, right. it. Burt it Backrock. was originally for right. Dionne Warwick. You see this girl's in love with you. Right. Um, and then it didn't really hit. And then Burt, I think, gave it to him and... They gave it a shot, and it was, you know, the one huge song hit. that was a vocal song for him that was huge. Huge. And he's so cute when he sings it. Huge, And huge now when hit. he sings it, he gets everyone to sing along with him. Well, I know. I've seen him do it. Yeah. Uh, I've seen him sing it at Vibrato yeah. with uh, Lonnie. Pretty and sexy. And it's pretty, I mean, that whole relationship with them is a whole nother story. I really have never seen two people more in love and in like with each other than Lonnie and your dad. I agree. I just said this on the interview on his uh, upcoming uh Soon to be released documentary next year. Um, they asked me, you know, what do you see from stage? And I said, I see love like I, you never seen before. Never. The way they, she never. looks at him, the way he looks at her. It's, I don't know if that exists. It doesn't after forty something no, years. With it doesn't people. exist. And they still in kissy 20, kiss. 30, 40, 50, 60. Yeah. What they have is something like I have never seen in my life. I agree. It is something to envy and something to strive for, for sure. Well, they say, and Herb says this in every interview, it's all about communication. So I'm an over-communicator. Yeah, <laughs> so, me too, but you know, still, It doesn't mean it's going to work. I mean, right. still. All right, so tell everyone what it was like growing up in 90210 with a famous dad. So it was nothing like 90210. That's for sure. <laughs> the show. That's for sure. We didn't have a Dylan running around. We didn't have a Dylan. It was a lot like Less Than Zero. Yes. So if you watch that movie. Yes, there were a lot of drugs. Which is brilliant. Yes, yes, there were a lot of drugs. Yes. It wasn't realistic. It wasn't what everyone thinks it was. It wasn't glamorous all the time. A lot of people think just because you come from money that it's a beautiful life. Well, my dad left my mom for my stepmom. I mean, I shouldn't have said that. No, but, uh, but, but I, in my heart, that's what I true. believe. Yeah. yeah, I mean, my dad saw Lonnie perform with uh, Sergio Mendez in Brazil '66, which he signed to A and M Records, and then they toured together. And the yeah, rule her da- was her dad was the founder. For those of you who don't know, along with another man named Jerry Moss, the founder of A and M Records. Yeah. So you know, um, it, it really kind of messed my mom up. Yeah. And I think that's the first time I've ever publicly said that. And, How could um, it not? Well, exactly. How could and my it mom's not? a little tiny peanut, so she's, you know, tiny and, and petite. Sensitive and, and was, sensitive. and sensitive and, and was human. And nice marriage. Yes. And then all of a sudden wasn't. Yeah. And, you know, they grew apart. They were high school sweethearts. Lonnie and him literally connect. Listen, they're, they're on the same plane. This was definitely the right person for him to Absolutely. be with. I can't and even imagine him with my I mom. I know. I can't even imagine him with your mom either. Saying that, though, I understand totally. what your mom went through. So, And that was how old were you when they got divorced? Well, I think, I think from the moment I was brought in in 66 was 
when it was starting to dwindle down. So I didn't see my dad that much. Um, and I don't even remember him living in the house. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. No. So by the time I was three, they were completely divorced. And Lonnie is like another mother to me. So well, she's she's a terrific lady. I mean, if he was going to leave your mom for another, this was the this one was to the do. One. It. I mean, they're definitely soulmates. And and from you know, it wasn't an easy life. It wasn't realistic. It, I was going to clubs very early at oh, twelve I know. and thirteen. Sugar shack. I mean, I won't give you all my information, but uh, <laughs> but um, you know, it wasn't. Uh, it's not something to be of what, proud of. Well, that's part of. Growing Growing up in 90210, too, right. is and, growing up too fast. And I had access to everything. Me, you know, and I'm not just talking about drugs. I was allowed into be everything because back then the law was a lot easier. Yeah. Meaning, you know, they didn't care meaning about driver's licenses. Places like Pips or the Daisy, yes. Yes. and we were underage, but we still got in. Because we got our fake driver's license yes. from like Oz, and at 12, I guess I looked 21. <laughs> Isn't it funny how when we were kids we tried so hard to look 20? And now, and we now look, we're trying, trying so to hard to look 20 again. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just, it was a crazy life. It was a crazy but it life. But I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't have that life. Right, exactly. Yeah. And thank God for that then. Yeah. All right, so let's fast forward. Uh, you and your dad, uh, who did not see each other all that much growing up, but somehow later in your life, I guess maybe about 20 years ago, I think I really noticed about 20 years ago is really when your dad started to pay a lot of attention to you and maybe that's because your sister was no. involved no, no. So what was it it was longer than that because I, I forget how old I am sometimes because I'm very mature <clears throat> <laughs> um, so when I was about 25 I got married and then I moved back to California from Chicago, Michigan area because I left for a little bit. And then um, when I moved back, I didn't know what I wanted to do. At the time, my dad had a fragrance company. I was setting, uh, I was in the restaurant industry and I was studying fashion. And I came back and he said, I, I would love you to work for my fragrance company, which was kind of in alignment with fashion and buying and totally. all that. So uh, I went to work for... I can't remember. The, it, well, he had a fragrance called Listen. So H. Alpert and Company, I think, was the name of the company. And I was there for quite a while. So he just knows that I'm the extrovert in the family. Out of all of us, I'm the most social butterfly. So I am the one who loves people, loves to talk to people. You know, it had my sister's nine years younger than me. So she was still not finding herself yet. She right. was young. Right. Um, so it had nothing to do with Aria and everything to do with... Just I'm up. just a family person and we had gotten really close and he saw the value, maybe not as much then as he does now, well, that's of having sure. me work for him because I can share and sell just about anything that I'm passionate about. All right. So fast forward, the fragrance company goes under. I worked in the, for publishing for about six years right. and pitching music for film. And okay. that's where I think he really saw... Um, even though I went through a divorce at that point, um, they sold Rondor to Sony in 2000. So all the, I think it was about five or six years I was working in publishing for his publishing company, uh, pitching music for film. And I was doing really well. And because, again, my cousin Derek, who's an amazing man, who's the president Derek. of Concern Foundation, literally, you know, took me under his wing. I had to learn everything in that industry because I knew nothing about publishing. I, I went through now. every department, found my place. I didn't like, you know, royalties. I'm not a numbers person. I'm more creative. But I created the relationships with every music supervisor back then in this town. And I still have those relationships. So I think my dad saw the value of how I'm able to create relationships. I know everybody. He can travel anywhere. And he's like, I know your daughter. He's like, of course you do. 
<laughs> of course you know my daughter. Isn't it weird? People say that about me, that I yeah. know everybody. But I think that's because we grew up here, Eden, and because we were social butterflies growing up, and we made it our business to know everybody and everything. But I think we make it our business to know everybody outside of L.A. Yes. Yeah, like, you and I can move anywhere, and we're going to be the head of the town. <laughs> no, I it's just our personalities. It's it and it's something to, to be proud of. I used to be embarrassed, because my dad used to kind of make me feel like... You're so social. How do you know so many people? Like, yeah, doesn't like it, it annoy you? Well, for him, he's an extrovert on stage, but an introvert in life. Right. He does. He has, you know, like five close friends. I can't invite enough people to a wedding, as you know. So it's, it's right. uh, everyone gets upset with me because I try to keep everyone together. I'm same way. Yeah. I, I, I'm definitely the same way. So, okay. Same. He sees all of this in yeah. her. And then you, you had it a little tumultuous time. Sure. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah. But I remember it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a tumultuous few years, the restaurant vibrato. Mm. Uh, like I was saying before, your dad came up with this idea. He wanted to build a place by a musician for a musician. And that's how vibrato, the jazz club, supper club, which is called now jazz, what'd you call vibrato it? Vibrato, grill, jazz, etc. I love the etc. <laughs> part. Um, so your dad uh, enlists you to come hostess in the beginning, exactly. right? That's exactly There's how you started, right? There's a good story to this. Tell. So um, I... I was working at a store in Beverly Hills called Tesoro. Yes. For my friend Tara Riceberg. And um, I literally, I didn't like doing what I was doing. When they closed the fragrance industry, I didn't know what I was going to do. I was divorced. I was living up here. I I have to work. I'm a worker bee. Uh, So I was working in the store. I wasn't happy there. And then he started to build this place up in the Beverly Glen Center where, you know, Santo Pietro's used to be. And it was like the place to be. I, growing up, never went up there. I was... Beverly Hills Jacopo's girl, you know, right. like all that. Right. You know, La Scala. Um, so we, I went up there and one of Tara's friends was Robert Dyer, who owned a floral, floral shop up in the Glen Center. Oh, right. I forgot about that yeah. little floral shop. So I started to work up there while he was building to get to know, this is in my head, I'm thinking, how could you not tell me about this restaurant? He wasn't really sharing it because I think it kind of came up organically and it just kind of happened and, and it wasn't something well, he planned. Had partners, uh, he had in the partners. He had partners. The yeah. Smith brothers were managing partners, but right. he took over something that was falling apart and I don't think he really knew in his head that the it was, was going to be like Andre. Uh, well, was, no, it, what was, it, called it was Adriano's, Adriano's. But then after that, it was a place called Rocco's for five years, and then oh. and then another gentleman stepped in to build a jazz club, and I think they were running out of money. So Pat so, Senator brought this concept to my dad and said, "I think we found the place you've always wanted to do the location," and Herb stepped in. So my dad stepped in. Um, so I started working in the floral shop to get to know the community in Bel Air, which. I knew people in Bel Air, but I didn't know that center. So for two years, my dad built out vibrato because sound wise and, and he's such a visionary, you know, visually it had to be exactly what he wanted. And it took two years to build the place. So I got to know the community up there very, very well. So everyone up there, and as you know, it's, it's a community. You're up there a lot. I am. Um, Everyone knew me already before we were even open. So, yes, I did start as a host. Well, I mean, why not? Listen, you got to start yeah. somewhere. And just because you're the daughter, yeah. it doesn't mean that you go right into running the joint. Never means that. No. Well, it might for some people, but your dad's smart and you're smart. And you probably didn't want to do that either right away. No. So you learned the ropes and she did pretty much everything. She's been in the kitchen. She's been at the hostess stand. And then what happens that transfers you into co-owner and really running the damn place? Well, so six months into it, I think my father saw me working the room 
and just knowing everybody. So he said, well, you need to be my partner, but never really established what that meant. It was never on a piece of paper. I didn't have to put money in. You know, it was just you're one of my partners. So, uh, you know, I never was in management, but I was his eyes and ears because I really know what he thinks and feels 99% of the time. Um, but I'm still the daughter that he sees as the young daughter. So for years, we've been, we're in our 15th year now. For years, having managing partners, he wasn't listening to me. Now, as you know, and I know, you and I know all the hot spots to go to dinner. We know the demographics of LA and we know what works and what doesn't. Eden and I will text each other. <laughs> oh my God, you got to try this new restaurant. In fact, Eden is the one who sent me to Tess and we had Jordan, one of the partners of Tess. Uh-huh. But you were the one, Eden will text me out of the blue, right? Lisa, new restaurant, got to try it. And she's always helping other restaurants yeah. out, even though she's got her own to worry about. Even spaghettinis. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do what I could for them. Yeah. So over the years, I mean, I worked at California Pizza Kitchen when I lived in Chicago. And I, I le- you did? You did? Yeah, I worked yeah, there too. <laughs> that's so funny. I opened the first one that opened in Chicago in the East Bank Club. Oh, wow. So I started as a hostess and then became a server. And I really loved that industry. There's no bullshit. So there's no like, if someone tries on an outfit, oh, you look really great, but not really because there's a little chubby thing hanging out there, you know, which is not me, you know. So right. uh, the restaurant industry was something I loved when I, I discovered that when I was living in Chicago. And it was a really fun industry for me. So I really knew a lot, but he wasn't listening to me. And I kept saying, you need to get rid of your managing partners. There's not, there's some, they're Pasadena. Yeah. So n- no disrespect to them. They're, they were are or were successful restaurateurs you know they have huge restaurants in Pasadena and um, but it's not the same demographic it is so different and so their their vision wasn't what I know Herb's vision vision, was and dad dad originally just wanted straight ahead streamlined jazz which to be quite honest not my thing not my genre of music so I was bored if I'm bored how am I going to get you, you got to have vocalists. You got to have a mix of music. You got to have a little bit of everything. Does that mean rock? No. And you got to figure out what works for the the people that are audience. coming in. Yes. Because sometimes they're like, "This is too loud," and you know, "Oh my God, my ears hurt." And who's going to walk in and expect jazz? And they're not going to get jazz. So over the years, that's it's, why the etc. is there yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a complete but process. How about, how about you could walk in there and see? Tony Bennett singing. You could see Seth MacFarlane. You could Shaka see Khan. Taylor Dane, yeah. wow. Shaka Khan, Stevie Wonder, Tom Jones. Steve Tyrell. Uh, I mean, come on. Yeah. Everybody has been up there now. Seal. And that's thanks to you. Wow. Yeah. That is definitely all you're doing, yeah. without question. I mean, and not to say that the jazz wasn't nice, too, but it's certainly a much better dinner if Tony Bennett is singing, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, we would love to have Tony Bennett more. Tony Bennett was for a private party, and Seal did like a PBS special. Um, but because of that, those relationships, I go in and I create a relationship with them. So, you know, this nonprofit event. Well, I, I want to talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that later. But, no. but just... Just so you know, it's not easy to get a dad to listen to a, a, a yeah. child, a daughter, because I'm still a child. Yes. Especially a girl who's yeah. not in the music industry, didn't make his, you know, your millions doing that. Right. So, of course, he's going to be a little. But at the end of the day, he did listen to you. He did get rid of his partners. And he did listen to everything that you've told him to do. And as a result, you just said, 15 years later, you're going strong We're and you're still strong. doing it. And as a result, because of the 15 years you've spent, I want to say manifesting and um, 
uh, working the room, you, uh, along the way, followed in your dad's footsteps. Hold on while I gather my thoughts. We'll be right back. <laughs> Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. You are extremely philanthropic. I mean, there's no question about it. Uh, and one of the biggest charities you're involved in is the adoption agency that you were adopted from, Vista Del Mar. And it is, a, you know this agency? No, I was just going to say that's awesome. <laughs> so, I mean, isn't that cool that yeah. she's now very much involved in this? So tell us, uh, just tell us a little bit about these cha- that charity and others that are near and dear to your heart. So Vista Del Mar is uh, quite an amazing facility that's located on Motor here um, near... Uh, it's a local adoption it, agency. But it's not just an adoption agency. If you go to vistadelmar.org, it's a family and child services. So they do fostering adoption. They also have school there for the children in the LAUSD and outside LAUSD school district that get bust in that are have mental health issues, are, aren't quite thriving in the regular school system or they're put through the system through the court system and there are children that actually live there on the campus and it's um, over 18 acres now it's actually right by the 10 it was built before the 10 freeway they've been around for 110 years so I sit on the board of Vista Del Mar um, thanks to my Aunt Mimi Feldman who's been on the board for I think over 60 years is that how they found the agency to adopt you I don't know if that's how they found the agency, because, you know, once my dad adopted there, Jerry adopted two of his kids through, right. through there, Jerry Moss. And um, my aunt kept me very involved with, like, the holiday events there. So I, as I was growing up, I would go do the holiday parties with them. So I'd have crushes on the boys that were maybe bad boys that lived there on campus. Um, <laughs> but I was always somehow had my foot feet in the water. Um, and then about six years ago, I just decided I need to sit on the board of this organization and I need to take people on tours there. So I have taken in this past year probably 30 people on tours because you don't understand this place until you walk through it. You know, and it's it's pretty magnificent. And even Seal, who has performed at Vibrato because of the relationship there and someone else he knows at Vista Del Mar, he uh, now goes and speaks to the children because he was kind of thrown out into the streets when he was 12 or 13 by his father. So he lived on the streets and was kind of abandoned. He was absolutely abandoned. Yeah, I think he tells that story He tells that story. And and he talks to the kids about making a choice because these kids are angry. A lot of the kids that are there have parents that are in jail. They're latchkey kids. They're barely eating at home. They're low poverty, you know, low income. Um, There's all kinds of issues going on. And they're not getting what they need as children. They're not getting the love we're supposed to have and feeling safe, but they get that at Vista. Um, And it's really beautiful to see someone like Seal going there and they have cooking there for the kids and Seal goes and cooks with the kids. And there's so much there. My dad donated um, the Eden Alpert Therapeutic School of Music there. And I am not a musician, but I I listen to my dad. I'm pretty good. As much as I can talk, I'm a good listener. And um, I've learned a lot from him and how to sign when he, the way he signed artists is the way that I look at an artist. Um, You know, and I have a good ear. So, 
being involved in the music side of it at Vista um, and in other areas is really perfect for me. Perfect. And um, giving kids an opportunity to feel loved and wanted and important and special and everything that we're supposed to feel as kids they get, I think, at Vista Del Mar. And they still do adoptions. They're, I just found this out myself. They're the first uh, agency in the state of California that did gay adoption in the 70s. Wow. Which I didn't know. Um, so same-sex adoption is cool. They do out-of-the-country out of adoptions. So they help you with any kind of adoption that you are interested in. I can even have someone call me from another state, and I can connect them with Vista Del Mar the adoption side of it that that's a small side of it and just so you know a lot of people are like well where are the babies <laughs> they're not held there you know it's it's it, they're not it's not like I think our old vision was, oh my, there's a bunch of babies in a hospital. I think it is everyone's vision yeah, when you think it. Yeah, it was mine that. too. Yeah, and yeah. it's not. It's not. You know, they're done privately, and sometimes you'll you'll talk to a parent beforehand, and you're waiting, but you're not going through all the legal mumbo jumbo of an attorney, right? Um, and spending this is, the fortune that you would have it, to spend with a, an attorney like yes, that. and yeah. they have therapists on site there that work with you, and these these um. The whole side of the adoption side also works with, with other adoption agencies throughout California. So they were the first adoption agency in the state of California. And you came right from there. Yes, I did. And then it was Jewish. <laughs> it was very Jewish. Now it's now everything. It's everything. Yeah. Every, every, yeah. Uh, everything. Um, so I am a Jewish baby. You are a Jewish baby, <laughs> even though you're not. <laughs> <laughs> is it true that your dad is right below Oprah in the philanthropy department? A, a few years ago, that's what it was. He was, you know, just... The, right underneath her as, as giving as much as she does. How and about he, that? That's he's incredible. a huge giver. Yes, he is a huge giver. Um, there's Oprah, and then there's her dad. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really about what what goes on in that. And what other charities are close to your heart? Um, so I'm very big... Uh, uh, a supporter of Omni Peace, which is building schools in Africa, music schools in Africa for you children. You notice there's a theme in yeah. all the charities, children, music. Yeah. Anything with children. And then personally, I, I do many, I try to support as many friends How as possible. How about our wrapping presents that you well, have but, us do every but they're year? They're also connected with Vista. So that, that's, you know, <laughs> Kelly Stone and Sharon yes. Stone's organization. Yes, yes. And um, they do so much for children um, in need. And, and Well, Sharon is the queen of the uh, AIDS charities. So right. So she's constantly doing the Amfar stuff and anything to do. But this uh, is an organi that. organization they actually started. Oh. Um, and I, Planet Hope. Planet Hope. Thank you. No problem. Yes, Planet Hope. And it's all well. I mean, they're also involved in with lupus uh, organizations. Uh, but the the Planet Hope is their number one. And that's an organization they started, which coincides with like getting prom dresses and giving them to Vista. So all the prom dresses they get donated every year for, you know, the high school students, um, they, they kind of intertwine with other organizations that have a lot to do with children in need. And then they give to each and yeah. every one of them. And that's then Rwanda so cool. rocks is, is well, Omni Peace um, is my friend Mary Fanaro, who has built to date seven music schools and schools for the underprivileged in Africa, throughout Africa. And we're doing a big event at Vibrato November 4th, um, another big music event. And then there's the Concern Foundation um, that I try to help with as much as possible. And every year we're at well, the... you were honored a couple years ago. I was there. honored a couple years ago with that. Yep. Kelly was honored. And then she that said... She said if if she got honored, she wanted me to be honored, which was the most uncomfortable thing for me because I I do this not to get honored. And I didn't realize that when you get honored, you got to get everybody else to support you too <laughs> to come to the event. Well, we all um, came. Yes, you we all came. We all showed up. It was actually a beautiful <laughs> event. 
and the Concern Foundation is beautiful. I think on a September 15th, I'm doing a really fun event with them where we're going to Hamburger Mary's. I think I sent an email out to everybody where we do uh, yes. the bingo. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. And uh, we'll be doing that to raise money for them. It's a very fun event. They do events throughout the year, but that's that's cancer research. What's really, really cool, though, is all the work that you do for kids. And at K-Earth, where I work, mm. we're also involved now with helping a teacher in a school because, as you know, uh, these schools really don't provide money for right. these teachers to buy their supplies. It's awful. It's awful. So the fact that everybody's on board now, I saw Lance Bass, I saw Busy Phillips is also doing mm. stuff for teachers. It's really cool that people... People are involved in helping the children yeah. because really that's our future. It is our future and our future needs help. Oh boy. So just, <laughs> we won't go into politics, but I'm no, just saying we yeah. need some help for the sake of our kids. Cause right. I'm not going to be here forever. You know, it's so interesting because when you hear that there's so many issues with us children that are given away, whether we're loved now or not, or somehow we're loved during the process. There's all these abandonment issues that come with just coming out of the womb. I've learned so much about uh, what happens from the moment you're conceived to the first six months of your life. And it's you learned that huge. from being involved no, I learned in that from going. No, I learned that from going through a process called the Hoffman Institute dot org up in uh, Northern California because I didn't love myself enough. And it had nothing to do with my parents and maybe some of it. I'm not blaming anyone. It's just that Kids, and especially today, don't grow up loving themselves because of social media. Oh, they're comparing themselves. The worst. If they don't get 100 likes, they're comparing themselves. Right. And I'm not saying this egotistically, but I walk in a room and everyone knows I love myself. I don't really give a shit what you think about me. Me too. I used to not that do that. That came with age, though. Yeah. You know well, it also with came age. with a lot of work. Yeah. A lot of work. Because I don't know that that would have changed if I wouldn't have finally gotten this 20 years of therapy wrapped up into eight days that changed my life. I mean, you saw, you saw me fall apart. I did. Um, just from broken heart stuff. We've seen each other <laughs> fall apart. We've seen each other through a lot of shit, okay? Yes, So we we've have. come out. On the best end yes, possible, right? Yes, we have. Right? We have. And, and you have a daughter yourself, a lovely daughter. Yeah. So, of course. She's God, amazing. She's and amazing. She's tall like you, Crystal. Yeah, she's 5'9". Oh, oh, yeah. Her she's legs are like up to here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's a sweetheart. She's going back to school. September masters and uh, she wants to make documentaries. Yep. And you know, everyone loves to say there's no money in that, but this is another lesson I learned from my father. You do what you're passionate about and what you love. It's not about money. She'll find a way. She will. She'll find a way. She's your kid. Yeah. She'll find a way. She's a worker bee. Right. Exactly. So tell us what's coming up at vibrato. Oh my gosh. There's so much coming. I mean, Hey, I know Sheila E loves to come up to vibrato. Is she going to be there? You know, many times Sheila will come up, and I love Sheila. She's a friend and, and a sweetheart and a badass drummer. Man, if I could play the drums like that. Well, I, I'm just so happy about all of this. I love what you do. Uh, I, of course, am coming in October to the Vista yes. Del Mar uh, Foundation event. It's a big, giant event that Eden is responsible for. She got Seal. Seal will be performing. And uh, I bought my ticket. I know. So I'm so know. excited. And we're ma- we made sure that you're sitting close to us. And Good. it's going to be... You know, they've had other big, we do an annual event um, at Avalon in Hollywood, but this is going to be, they've, they've got this name now. And Is it sold out? Uh, I think they've got a few. They don't have any big tables or tickets like but, what you got left. No, but anything for um, our listeners. There's, there's standing room only. Yes, and still available. And you ticket, can tell you, them where to go. You can go to vistadelmar.org or you can call Devin 
uh, Reed or Williams. I forget her. She's married now. So I, this it's is easier bad. just to go to Vista, Vista Del Mar. Del Mar. and go yeah. to events and get your tickets and you can call them directly as well. I mean, come on. It's a chance to see Seal perform close up. Yeah. And, and I think the, the standing room only tickets are 250. So yes. it, it's doable and it's a write off. Yeah. And it's charity. It's for the children. And it's for the kids. Exactly. All right. Give everybody your social media and your uh, Vibrato's website in case they want to book reservations. Okay. Vibrato's website is Vibrato, V-I-B-R-A-T-O, grilljazz.com. And you can book reservations there. You can also see our calendar. I mean, we have... Uh, the next pretty much almost a year filled up. We have Julie Fisher performing, uh, becoming Julie or the Fishers. Yes. September fifth and sixth. Yes. And then uh, Trisha plays all the time. Her her, her Trisha Thames and uh, Byron they perform. We have so many fun things coming up. And then we never know when Seth McFarland's going to want to come back. So usually on a Monday it's on there. Um, my social media is um, Eden Rue. If you just look up Eden Rue Alpert on Facebook and then. I'm Eden Alpert on Instagram and Vibrato Grill Jazz on Instagram is our Vibrato site. All right. I'm Lisa Stanley 30 on the gram and Lisa K. Earth on Twitter and Facebook's private. Sorry. Facebook, I'm, I'm an open, I'm an open walking, you know, I, I don't even want to do a public page, but I'm just an open book. You really are. <laughs> but they, thank God for that. Right. All right. I love you. Thank you for coming. I love you too. We're thank done. you for having me. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.